Hey, let's put a meeting on the calendar and we can talk about it. Do those words make you cringe? I know from my corporate days, I did not look forward to meetings. But today, you're going to learn how to make meetings productive, interesting, and maybe even fun. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about meetings. I know you're rolling your eyes already because if you're like me, meetings are not your favorite thing to do. But my guest, Dr. Rick Brinkman, who is best known for his conscious communication expertise conveyed to millions of people every year via keynotes and training in his trademark, educating through entertainment style, is going to help us find ways that we can make our meetings more productive and maybe hate them a little bit less. Dr. Brinkman, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, it's my pleasure. And whenever there's meetings, I'll be there to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I love that somebody's going to help me because I have to tell you, I, I came out of a corporate background. And when I saw a meeting pop up on my calendar, I immediately cringed. Mm -hmm. And so I love this topic of dealing with meetings you can't stand, meeting less and doing more. As we kind of break this down, where do you start to address the issue of horrible meetings? Well, you really have to handle the issues at meetings, and they're very obvious, and I've collected a top 40, but those clearly break down into four categories. It's people, it's preparation, it's process, and time. So let me start with the second one, preparation. You know, why are we meeting? Should we even be meeting? Is this the best use of a meeting? Maybe we're always meeting because, well, we always met at this time. Uh, Maybe we're meeting to disseminate information, which is a big mistake because, according to the Cambridge Psychological Society, the average person at a business meeting the next day only remembers 9% of what occurred and of the 9% they remember, half is inaccurate in some form. So, Wow. So if your primary purpose is to inform and educate, calling everybody together for a meeting is probably the wrong way to do it. That's correct. What you'd want to do is really distribute the information ahead of time. People have a responsibility to read it. Then you'd bring people together to answer their questions, concerns, etc. Unless you're really, the purpose of the meeting is to see people's initial reaction to something. Like I remember at a seminar, a company was going to do a big policy change. And they said they weren't going to give the information because they wanted to be right there in the room and see how people's emotional reaction was going to be to this new policy. But other than that, yeah, information ahead of time. Don't go over it again at the meeting. Make sure people get that they have to read it and then deal with their questions. So in a way, great meetings, if I'm kind of hearing you correctly, are more action oriented. They're more interactive so that you're you're bringing people into the conversation because that's what you're meeting to do. Exactly. Interaction is the magic word. That's what meetings uh, really should be about. And so in the preparation phase, aside from questioning it, 
we would also want to have a very clear agenda and we need to have an agenda in a format that that works okay so what should be on your agenda well there's the typical stuff like uh the title of the subject uh, let's say it's where it's the office move and who's gonna be responsible to they're gonna do a presentation then we'll have question and answer but the two most important things that are not there that really should be there are first of all a short statement of purpose why are all of us stuck in this room not doing 10 million things we know we need to do and secondly, a statement of focus. Well, what do you want from me in relation to this? So, for example, with the office move, the purpose is to minimize the impact on your team's productivity and schedule. What's the focus? We want you to come in knowing the schedule you have and having considered what days of the week or times of day would have minimum impact. Now, people are going to be oriented and focused at the meeting. And that's going to really serve us because it's going to help us stay on course and not go off on tangents. You know, I usually urge people to think of a, a meeting like a long jet flight. Everybody's trapped in this contained space. They don't want to be there. Uh, the, the jet can leave late, so the meeting starts late. Then you miss your connections on the other end because the meeting goes long. The meeting can be hijacked. It can go off course. People bring too much baggage. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> so to stay on course, and I call this air traffic control, uh, it begins with purpose and focus on the agenda. And where that'll also help you later is with the people problems. Because if you have one know-it-all in the room, they're going to take you down a tangent and go on and on and on. But the purpose and focus helps us control them. Absolutely. You know, something else that I was thinking about as you were kind of talking about preparing people for what they need to know when they come into the room. I have a team comprised of a lot of introverts, and they like to think about what they're going to say and process it, and they don't like to necessarily be put on the spot. That's totally opposite me. You can throw any topic at me, and I'm going to talk. <laughs> and so it took me a while to realize that if I wanted the best conversations, I actually had to prepare them in advance. This is what we're going to talk about. This is the kind of research I want you to do so you can be prepared. And the quality of the meetings and the quality of the conversations improved algorithmically because yes. they were prepared and, and the people knew what was expected of them. Yep, that's preparation. Okay, so what else can I do respecting people's time, starting on time, ending on time. But what else can I do to really transform these meetings into productive and pleasant experiences? Well, there's three things we want to put in place at the meeting. It's air traffic control, flight recording, and uh, having a, a pilot. So air traffic control begins with that purpose and focus. But I would urge us to have some sort of visual device to keep us focused. So let's say we're in an in-person meeting, not virtual, and we have a whiteboard. We might put a topic box on that whiteboard and a process box. Whatever topic is on the floor goes in the topic box. Whatever process we're using, brainstorming, discussion, Q&A, et cetera, goes in that process box. Now everybody knows what we're talking about and how we're talking about it. Again, this helps you uh, keep from going off on straight tangents because if it's not cool. about the topic and not the process, you can't do that right now. The second thing we want to do is we need to have some sort of speaking order. What typically happens as a meeting is some people are going to talk way too much and other people, like you said, you're introverts, they're not going to talk at all, possibly. And I urge 
uh, you to think of what we want in a meeting is holographic thinking, where everybody understands everyone's point of view and you get something greater. So if you look at how your two eyes work, okay, your right eye and your left eye see from two different unique points of view. Imagine them arguing whose point of view is correct. <laughs> but what happens is the brain synthesizes those two points of view, and then you see three dimensions. So what we need is we need everybody's point of view at the meeting to create the hologram. So we have to have some controlled speaking order. So that could either be voluntary, where you, you, know, you raise a hand or a finger, or it could be circular. Now, if it's a virtual meeting in any form, or part people in person, part remote, I definitely think you should go circular order. Uh, that's going to ensure you hear from everybody because in a virtual meeting, it's the ones who are virtual can feel a little removed. However, even in an in-person meeting, I would prefer circular to uh, voluntary because that ensures you hear from everybody. Now, when it's somebody's turn, they could pass, in which case the circle comes back to them, you know, and, you know, mm -hmm. one of Robert's rules, people like to quote that, but what I've never heard anybody quote or say is one of Robert's rules is, no one speaks twice until everyone speaks once. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's fun facts. Yeah, it's a really great organizing idea because, it again, it sets the ground rules for how we're going to interact, how we're going to treat each other, and how we're going to sort of listen and, and build on the ideas that other people are sharing. Exactly, and it'll be easy to do that without uh, conflict. In fact, you'll get through it uh, faster and you'll have a higher quality result because you've integrated everyone's uh, points of view and opinions. So that's another major important part of flight recording. Now, if you're gonna do it voluntary, and in this case, let's assume we're all in the same room. Then on that whiteboard, I'd have a queue. And who's got something to say? And people raise their finger and we write their name on the queue. And it's amazing how when you have mm -hmm. a queue or circular order, you'll feel this ah, relaxation come over the room. Because human beings can only pay attention to seven, give or take two things at once. Well, your more assertive people aren't really listening to each other. They're listening for breathing changes. So when the speaker stops to breathe, they can leap in and say what they have to say. But if you have any kind of speaking order, suddenly everybody is focused on what everyone's saying and it's so much easier to create that integration so that's the other aspect of uh, air traffic control that is a wonderful metaphor dr brinkman these are some fabulous tips and i can't believe how fast we've just sort of burned through the 10 minutes but i think we've used our time very efficiently i think we have but maybe i could add one more thing that's important okay uh flight recording uh whatever people say uh, you want to write it down so they can see it. So uh, if we're in a virtual meeting, you're sharing a shared screen. I think a PowerPoint slide is perfect for this. You just bullet point summary, whatever people say. Now, you ever hear somebody repeat themselves at a meeting? You ever hear somebody repeat themselves mm -hmm. at a meeting? When people repeat themselves, they're thinking that the eagle hasn't landed yet. They're not sure you got it. But if they see it, they know you see it you wipe out all those repetitions, plus someone else in the room who agrees with them is not gonna repeat it. They may say, oh yeah, I agree with what uh, Yin said, but that'll be it, and they'll go on and add another point. But then you really start seeing the hologram because auditory communication only exists the moment you say it, but visual communication stays in the room over time. And so suddenly you could collect all these bullet points. It's like pieces of the puzzle. And when you put that air traffic control in and you put the flight recording in, meeting magic occurs. Fantastic. Dr. Brinkman, thank you so much. You're welcome. This has been wonderful. And again, I'm going to encourage folks to check out drrickbrinkman.com to learn more about what you do. Thanks for having me, Lorraine. My pleasure. I really enjoyed it.
If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about other productivity and marketing tips for business owners, be sure to check out the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolboxin.com. And look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.